what services or products are you looking to bring to market? Have you thought about who your client or customer base is? And have you thought about what vehicles you're going to use to get them to get the product and services to the clients and customers? Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm uh, joined today by Artisha Bolding, and she spent the last decade providing career, relationship, and spiritual advice to clients and even to groups of teenagers. As a speaker and consultant, she's known for her loud belly laughs and her love of results. Last year, she wrote a professional excuse me, a professional development book called Induction to Power that focuses on shifting your mindset to make making positive changes in your life and in the lives of others. Artisha, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's absolutely my pleasure. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, talk to you a little bit today about various things um, in your background and, and uh, in your career. But the very first thing I'd like to talk to you a little bit about is how, uh, how you got started as a consultant. If you could give us just a, a quick background into uh, what led you to this path. Well, let me just tell you, my life uh, a little over two years ago got super, super crazy. I had a major health crisis in the form of, I literally went into cardiac and respiratory failure out of nowhere, otherwise completely healthy. But um, that was a really big life scare for myself, my husband and family. And it really made me take stock of what I was doing with my life and what I wanted to do. So when you're laid up in the hospital bed, literally not knowing if you'll be able to walk out or get carried out, you know what I mean? You really look at things a lot differently. So I was blessed to have a very good treatment team and I put some things into practice. And so my health is back on track now, thankfully. But before I even was formally discharged, I literally began to journal and I knew that my life would never be the same. So from the moment that I left that hospital, I began um, full-time entrepreneurship. I knew that I wouldn't be able to return back to uh, my traditional gig, which was a soulless job on a construction site. And um, I just began to put more energy into investing into other people's and people instead of punching a clock. I decided that I would turn things around at that very moment. Wow, that's a that's incredible. Very scary for your family and for you, suddenly ending up in the hospital. 
Yes, completely healthy. I don't like to brag about it, but I didn't even have a primary care physician at the time. Like I literally never went to the doctor. We would get those things from the um, health insurance. Like, okay, you have to have a checkup to continue your coverage. You know what I mean? It was, you know, so just a night and day situation. But at the point where I felt completely powerless and not knowing what I would do with this life's turn, I decided that from then on, I would work and dedicate myself to empowering people. And so that's what I do today with my coaching and my writing and um, and my show. Oh, wow. And you've got a show as well. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Yes, um, I am a fellow podcaster. My show is the Bold Journeys podcast. And I look at uh, pop culture, politics, and entertainment, all kind of things. But I take a unique look at it in the vein of what messages can we glean from it as far as our life's path, life's choices, instead of how so many of us do, especially our blessed millennials, (laughs) instead of pointing the fingers at the celebrities and the politicians, you know, it's kind of like thinking about what are driving these choices. And because I know that we're more alike than we are different, what part of ourselves can we see in this situation and what can we take away from it as far as our life's path and journey? Sounds really interesting. I think I'll, yes. uh, I'll definitely put that on my reading, my reading list. You know, you get, you know, kind of dates me, put that on my listening list. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So Atisha, when you're, when you're counseling people or, or helping them make a transition from whatever they're doing into something new, what do you mm-hmm. tell them? How do you help them if their family isn't uh, on board with them, if their family isn't, right there walking down the path with them and they're kind of getting a little bit of pushback from the family. What, what do you tell them? You know what? And that's something that I believe it or not, I don't see very often, but that definitely does come up. And I tell them that you, number one, you have to be true to yourself. You have to do that soul work, that inner work so that when you lie down at night you are fulfilled, you have joy, and you feel like your life has worth and meaning. So being brave enough to have those conversations with your family and letting them know what it means for the bigger picture. So I was not necessarily fortunate to be, um, you know, sick and in um, a state of illness situation, but I was very fortunate to have a very supportive husband and family so that I was able to make that switch and not have to go back into a traditional nine to five gig. But for some people, they won't be able to do that transition so quickly like that. So I coach folks through steps of, you know, how to do Um, you know, what some of us call like a side hustle. This is what you can do in the evenings and on the weekends. You, you know, find your tribe, 
build up a clientele, and then you can transition slowly. And then you can also test the market to see if that is something that you should be doing full time. But all in all, I do, and I don't want to say instruct people, but I do encourage clients that you can't let your family dictate your journey as well. Be compassionate, be inclusive, but you can't let them dictate it either. So the, uh, the final decision has to be yours and you have to be happy with what you're doing or you're not going to be successful in it probably. Exactly. And then the thing about it is the, if you don't do it, eventually the bitterness and the resentment builds up and then that is going to have a negative impact at home anyway. And so these are the types of conversations that have to be fleshed out and discussed. And again, it's not going to be an overnight process. Do you sometimes um, talk with the family of the, of the individual that you're, <clears throat> excuse me, counseling as well? Or do you, do you get involved in that? I, I try not to, but um, I, uh, most of my clients are women. And so sometimes they will ask me to be present, to have a conversation with their spouse and so that they will understand. And I always share my story with what, you know, the steps that my husband and I went through on how to do it. And usually it's helpful, but you know, sometimes, you know, you still kind of run into a brick wall and they don't understand. They're looking at, okay, you know, we're two income family right now, you know, really want to keep it like that. Or, you know, we have a system that's been in place for years. Don't really want to change it. Don't want to rock the boat, if you will. Yeah. I can understand that it's a, it's a pretty common fear. I think the the fear of, you know, stepping out of that comfort zone and, and uh, trying something new when you're not sure it's going to work. Yes. Yes. And then that's another thing too, that I um, share with clients is I always say that we all have natural giftings. We all have things that folks actually already seek us out for whether it's, you know, you give good advice, whether you're already really good at the arts or you're a good writer, those things like that, those usually are more fulfilling and those can be the areas where you can build a business or, um, you know, take those things to market, right? But I also tell them, like I said a little bit earlier, you kind of have to test and see who it is that you are going to be offering services to, what that's going to look like, and really have your steps in place to do that. And then if it's not working, then, you know, you kind of have to try something else and not be afraid. That's the biggest thing, pushing past that fear. And so how do you uh, how do you counsel people if they're if they've reached that spot they're they're scared it's not really working the way that they thought it was they're losing a little bit of confidence in themselves um, but they they want to keep going but they're really not sure that they should because things aren't working well how do you how do you help them build up the confidence i number one the number one thing a big part of that is I find that we compare ourselves to others too much. And a lot of times we're looking at someone's success rate when they're at year 10 and we're just in year one or two. So 
I just tell them, hey, you know, slow and steady wins the race. You got to keep at it. And especially with career changers who I deal with a lot, um, you know, I always share also the story of Damon John, the one of the big time investors from Shark Tank. He went from working at Red Lobster, literally, to putting a mortgage on his home and starting his business. And in just a few years, he was in Macy's and in all of the major stores. So being brave, willing, being willing to take a leap of faith and invest in yourself, even if every month, every quarter isn't looking like you want it to look, just not giving up on it and being willing to try different things. We have so much technology that's at our fingertips too that can help us now. We have, you know, the Google Analytics, we have the SEO and things like that. So using the tools in place to have the research that will back the decisions. I'm, you know, I'm big on data-driven decision-making and not just saying, hey, I'm going to close up shop. That would be the knee-jerk kind of reaction. The, oh, it's not working. Let's close things up without taking a look at, at how things are really going through the uh, that the data that you do have access to. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you basically encourage people to take the time to try something before they throw in the towel. Um, it's going to be a little, little bit of time before anything is, is working well. The uh, overnight successes probably weren't overnight successes. They took 10 or 15 years to get to where they are, even if you only see the last exactly. little piece of it. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, we are in this 24-hour media cycle, and, you know, we have everything in our devices and on the televisions and on the laptops and everything. So sometimes we have to kind of unplug from that stuff a little bit and revisit our plan and what it is that we're trying to do for our family, for our community, and again, you know, for ourselves, our self-worth and the lasting impact that we want to have. And you know what? It goes both ways because I don't encourage anyone to just, you know, hand in the resignation letter and just go you know, full force, you know, unless again, that's a discussion that they've had with their family and that's something that they want to do. I always, always encourage, you know, let's start off with baby stuff. Let's see what really makes sense. And, you know, the same thing for the reverse. You can't just, you know, give it up and say, hey, I need to get my resume back out there because this isn't good. So not being in such of a hurry, but taking the time to see what is really happening with the business or, you know, with the venture that you're trying to do. That sounds like a good solid advice. Don't just jump in with both feet without uh, having some kind of idea where it's going and a little bit of maybe a security uh, blanket on the back burner. Yes, when it, whenever <laughs> possible, absolutely. <laughs> funny because a lot of people uh, recommend that you jump in with both feet <clears throat> excuse me and uh, don't look back just if you're if you're going to make a choice make a choice and you know cut the uh, cut the umbilical cord so to speak it's just 
move forward without uh, without any hesitation but i'm not i'm not sure that that's the uh, the wisest way to do it if you've got alternatives right i agree i think no matter what your heart has to be in it you have to decide what it is that you want to leave as your legacy that that's my big thing because when you know i was thinking that i was down to my last few days i was so distraught because i could see that the last two years when i was working 40 to 50 hours per week on top of a 45 minute commute each way you know knowing that i was no good to my family or community all i was doing literally was earning a paycheck thinking about what your why is or what your what is so is it just financial stability or is it having that fulfillment is it going after your dream and you can again you can do that in the evenings you can do that on the weekends but just being wise about it just being wise about it do you run into very <clears throat> very many people who um, when you ask them about their why really don't have one that they the financial um remuneration is really the be all and end all that's all they're there for or do you do you find that people really do have something deeper that they're that they want to do and they just haven't really cultivated it a lot of times at first on the surface of things um you know folks really everybody you know wants to be rich and you know they want to drive a certain thing and wear a certain thing and live in a certain neighborhood and things like that but when you take just a few minutes to drill down, it really always comes back to wanting to provide for their families, wanting to um, give back to the community. I find that a lot, especially um, in in my local community, which I am grateful for, that is still pretty tight knit. Um, you know, folks here really make large investments in the Boys and Girls Club and in local churches and things like that. So I do hear a lot about that. Folks really do want to give back to the um, institutions that have meant so much to them. And so once I can get them to uncover and say, you know what, this is really a part of my why as well, then it gives it a different flavor. Then, you know, they understand that it's a little bit different drive. And that that puts a whole different outlook on what they're doing and what they're willing to do once they realize that no it's not just a paycheck yes so when you get into that then it's like okay i am willing to wake up a little bit earlier i'm willing to stay up a little bit later i am willing to take those extra meetings or you know drive out a little further to meet and chat with folks about how they can come alongside of me and make these things happen absolutely And you said, Artisha, in, in uh, your little uh, intro for me that uh, you've got a new book that, that's come out, um, Journal for Your Journey. Yes, um, I'm actually very proud that I released two books on last year. 
journal for your journey is the first one. And honestly, this book has so much of my life force in it. I, this was the one that really was birthed, I say, out of my health crisis. Um, I began journaling right there in uh, the hospital. I was writing down all kinds of things. But when I left, I had to begin to really speak to myself, to really doctor on myself. And that was the mental and spiritual pieces of it. And so I had to tell myself that I needed to go after my dreams. I had to tell myself that I wasn't going to let a health crisis uh, dictate what the rest of my life would look like. And so those daily affirmations and um, prayers really, really turned my life around. And so I put them into a book and that's a journal for your journey. And it has made a huge, huge difference for me spiritually and health-wise. And the feedback that I've gotten from the book has been amazing. Like I, it's a, um, it's a 31 day journal. So um, I encourage folks, you know, to start at the beginning of the month, if you can and work all the way through. And I've had so many people tell me that they've done it over and over again, just with those affirmations to just encourage yourself, build yourself up to get that uh, rejuvenation every day. Very nice. There's a lot of people uh, I'm finding that are encouraging um, journaling and the uh, daily gratitudes, that sort of thing, and affirmations. Just a very, uh, very simple, very uh, basic way of building yourself up, I guess. Yes, it really is. And especially with that um, gratitude piece, I'm glad you mentioned that. It really is a universal principle. When you speak that positivity into your environment, and when you take that into your eye gate, into your ear gate, it really has a positive impact on your physicality. It really makes a difference in your day. I don't know how to explain it, but the days when, you know, I wake up in time, I do my affirmations and I start my day, my daily routine off, right? I have a much better day than if I'm, you know, waking up late and having to rush through and I skip them. Yeah. And that's, it's easy to see. I mean, the people who are feeling the gratitude have such uh, I. I don't even know what to what to call it. Just a, an aura around them. Their their life is life is good, and that's there's yes. always something that's good. Yes, yes, and it's just like the research we've seen it literally in science. You know, um, with plants, when you speak to them, when you play music for them, and things like that, they grow fuller and they're more fruitful it's no different with us humans we need that we need that to build us up and help us grow yeah i believe you i i uh, i felt it myself i i spent some time a couple of years ago i decided uh, <clears throat> just to to post one thing i'm grateful for every morning on facebook and i made i made that announcement and then i had to do it because people were people were watching because i said that yes I do it. yes but it made such a difference just thinking of one thing every day that that I was grateful for just started the day off 
in a different uh, in a different mood, I guess. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back to <laughs> back to what we were talking about. You mentioned or you said that the journal for your journey was one book that you've done, but you've done two. What's the other one? Uh, <laughs> The latest book is Induction to Power. So this is the personal professional development book that I released last, um, well, it was the very end of uh, September. And this is really, I put something together. It's meant to be a quick read. It's only, it's a little less than 70 pages. And um, with this book, I had my ideal type of client in mind. So who was that? That's again, a career changer and aspiring author, but also anyone who's looking to just make a change in their life, kind of turn the corner. So this book has a lot of nuggets as to how do I think about what my purpose is? How do I think about the legacy that I want to leave? And asking that tough question, do I, am I living a fulfilled life? Does my life have the luster that I want from it? What can I do differently? And so I answer a few of those questions in this book and I walk people through um, things to think about in really discovering their purpose. Very nice. Sounds like it. it's something that's powerful in making, helping you make uh, changes in your life. Yes, absolutely. And in the book, I, I share just a little bit of my story, but I have inside what I call power player boosters from different quotes and uh, really just good nuggets from folks like, you know, Amelia Earhart, Golda Meir, different things like that. So it's really fun, but it's really meant to spark the thought of, okay, what is it that I want to be doing in my life? Am I doing it already? What tweaks can I make so that I feel the most fulfilled? Am I completely off track or am I just a little bit to the side and I need a little centering? Those are the types of things that I go over in it. Okay. I know we, we talked about this a little bit about um, taking a look at what you can do while you're still in your job, if you're kind of looking at moving on to something else. But if you had a, a client sitting there and they're thinking about quitting their job and moving off into the entrepreneurial world, what's one piece of advice that you would give them? That is a very good question. If they are thinking of literally putting in that resignation letter and just going full force into um, entrepreneurship, I, I wouldn't discourage it if that's something that they have their heart set on. But again, I, I will bring them back to what services or products are you looking to bring to market? Have you thought about who your client or customer base is and have you thought about what vehicles you're going to use to get them to get the product and services to the clients and customers so definitely nothing wrong with just saying hey you know what and 
and perhaps this um, this client has the savings or has the support to do it. And if there isn't any real uh, profit for a few months, they will still be fine. So those are the initial things that I would ask them, hey, are you going to be able to, uh, you know, cover your monthly expenses? Have you thought about um, how you're going to bring your um, services and goods to market? Those are definitely going to be my first things because also we see this a lot in the food industry and in the restaurant industry and you know where else um, also believe it or not in the legal field a lot of lawyers are closing up shops as well because they get into a depressive state it's not what they thought it would be they aren't helping folks in the way that they thought they would so I'm always going to give a reality check so that they don't, in six months to a year, find themselves totally regretting the move that they made, if you understand. Yep, yep. That's a reality check is important because a lot of people yes. just kind of think, oh, I don't like this. I'll just go do something else. And it's just a spur of the moment kind of thing and you know, without a lot of uh, forethought. Right, right. Well, Atisha, it looks like uh, we've come to just about the end of the uh, time that I've got scheduled. Um, okay. If people want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? The best way to reach me is uh, through my website, which is tboldmedia.com. That's the letter T, then boldmedia.com. Um, all of my email and uh, social media information is there. I am on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Artisha Bolding, and I'm sure you'll drop it in the show notes so folks know how to spell my name. I will indeed. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. And thank you so much for being with me today. I've really enjoyed it, and I've learned a lot about uh, a lot of different things, I think, <laughs> that, that I kind of took for granted. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we were able to connect this has been uh, this has been a great conversation. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to go to iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, how about leaving a rating and a review? It only takes a minute, and it'll really help the show reach more listeners. And don't forget to share the show with someone you know who might get some benefit from it. See you next week. <laughs>